Thank you for the beautiful music, Annie. It's uh, good to have uh, the full uh, praise team uh, today. And our goal is uh, to consistently have full praise team every Sunday without missing any Sunday. Uh, you guys are so good. Thank you very much for your service and ministry. <clears throat> David uh, was a great king. Uh, I mean, the Israelites could never forget the King David. David, the King David uh, shaped and defined uh, who Israelites are. He defined the country, the nation. They were proud of David. It is, I mean, uh, a king, the leader, can have this kind of impact on a nation, on people. They always kind of, in the back of their minds, they had the King David. What King David said, what King David did. So even their messianic expectation was Davidic. If Messiah come, it will come from the line of David. So King David was kind of in the center of their consciousness, uh, the consciousness of the uh, Israelites. And as you know, David was not a perfect person. He made a mistake, big mistake, huge mistake. Uh, he had uh, flaws in many ways. And he went through the embarrassment of being changed. And, uh, oh, sorry. Well, I didn't read the scripture, right? <sighs> Second Samuel 23. One Say it out loud next time. Now these are the last words of David. It's a King David. Uh, these are the last words that uh, before he died, after all the kingship, he said this. The oracle of David, son of Jesse. The oracle of the man whom God exalted, the anointed of the God of Jacob, the favorite of the strong one of Israel. The spirit of the Lord speaks through me. His word is upon my tongue. The God of Israel has spoken. The rock of Israel has said to me, one who rules over people justly, ruling in the fear of God, is like the light of morning, like the sun rising on a cloudless morning, gleaming from the rain on the grassy land. Is not my house like this with God? For he has made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and secure. Will he not cause to prosper all my help and my desire? But the godless are like thorns that are thrown away, for they cannot be picked up with the hand. To touch them, one uses an iron bar or the shaft of a spear, and they are entirely consumed in fire on the spot. This is the word of the Lord. So let us continue. David, King David. And uh, I'm kind of uh, jealous of the Israelites uh, who had uh, this... Uh, a great king, uh, leader. Leader is so uh, important. So I like to reflect on this King David uh, today, and I like to reflect on your life uh, in this country. Uh, 
by reflecting on David that will give us insights into our life and our own leadership. First of all, David knew how to admit his own flaws, his own mistakes. I think that's courage to be able to admit my own flaws and mistakes. When the prophet Nathan confronted David and rebuked David for what he did, it was a private conversation between Nathan and the King David. It's like private conversation between uh, Comey and Trump. Uh, he had all the power. King David had all the power. He could completely destroy Nathan with the power he had. He could spread false rumor about Nathan. He could do some kind of conspiracy against Nathan. Or he could just simply order him to be killed, murdered. He had that kind of power, that kind of king uh, he was. But he didn't do that. He accepted the rebuke of Nathan and truly repented. It is hard for a powerful person to admit one's own faults. We forget who we are when we have so much power. People who are powerful do not admit their faults because to them, that is the sign of weakness. They say only weak people admit their faults. But our greatest leader is different. St. Paul, for example. He's our the greatest leader uh, for Christians. St. Paul said, I am sinner of sinners. Not only that, he went further. I am the worst sinner. This great leader that we have, we Christians have, admitted his own mistakes, faults, and flaws. Leaders who don't know themselves are very dangerous. They will use the power accessible to them with their self-centered judgment. We should never make self-centered people as leaders because their judgment will be false. People who recognize their weaknesses can be humble. They will be, they will be able to understand the pain and suffering of other people. People who cannot feel other people's suffering and pain should not be leaders. They will become monsters like Hitler. The leaders should be able to empathize with the pain and suffering of the people. People who know themselves very well can understand 
others deeply. People who have experienced the failures of life will understand the failures of other people. People who have suffered the sickness can understand the pain of others' sickness. People who have gone through the darkness, deep, deep darkness of life can understand other people's darkness when they go through that darkness. Jesus knew us very well. Hebrew writers said this, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who in every respect has been tested as we are, yet without sin. You know, understanding other people deeply is great skill, but it's a rare skill. Many people don't understand what other people feel. A lot of people are so self-centered that they just don't understand what other people feel. It's a rare skill, but it's a very important and valuable skill. It shows your integrity. When you have, when you possess that skill to understand other people's pain, suffering, and feeling, you have integrity of life. When we live a self-centered life, we simply cannot understand other people. That's why Jesus said, if you want to follow me, the first thing, get rid of self-centeredness. Get rid of self-centered thinking first. Like deny yourself, that's what it is. And then follow me. Then you can follow me. As long as you're self-centered, you cannot follow me. Second, David knew how to wait. When David's fame soared sky high, he could have taken kingship from Saul. He was the king uh, when David was becoming famous. King Saul was the king. He could get rid of King Saul very easily. Because David was more popular, he had so much power, he could get rid of Saul right there with the fame and the power he had. If he did that, he could have possessed the throne, but he would not have won the hearts of the people. He could have the position of kingship, but he could not be the king of the people. David wanted to be the king of the hearts of the people. That's a real king. Not the king who has a kingship position. The king who won, who wins the hearts of the people. That's a real king. He had many opportunities to kill Saul. When Saul was all by himself sleeping, David was able to enter into his room. He did not kill him. He could kill him. He did not kill him, but just left a mark that I was here. 
And then once he was with his uh, group uh, people in the cave, and King Saul came into the cave to do his business, and then David could right there kill him, but he just cut the piece of his cloth and told him, I was right there. But he did not kill King Saul. He waited. Instead of creating his own future with his power, wisdom, and might, he waited for everything to work out for good. That is the wisdom. People who cannot wait are disqualified to be leaders. People who just react to the situation without waiting, saying stupid things, I wanted to say it, are not qualified to be leaders. Jesus did not do things as he liked. He always waited for the time. He often said, my hour has not come yet. It is not good to force our life. We need to learn to wait. Moses waited for 40 years in the wilderness and he himself could not enter the promised land but Moses let other people enter into the promised land. People who do not lose hope while waiting will see the fruit ultimately. Waiting is not just passively wasting your time. We wait while working hard to prepare the soil with hope and vision. Waiting means to prepare ourselves to receive the promise. God's promise grows in our waiting and will bear fruit when the right time comes. In two days, we have August 15. Many of you knew, many of, many of you know it's a significant day for the world and for Koreans. That is the day Korea was freed and liberated from Japanese occupation. And that is the day the World War II ended. Koreans were under Japanese occupation for 36 years. Many young women were taken by force to be prostitutes for the soldiers in war. Many people were exploited. Their names were erased. Their culture was erased. For 40 years, they suffered under imperialistic occupation. That was waiting time for Koreans. 
That became the soil for Koreans, and I believe that God trained them for 40 years. Now, Korea, Korean Peninsula in, is in a great crisis by two mobsters. Very harsh words are exchanged between North Korea and U.S. I truly pray that there may be a peaceful resolution. I believe that 40 years of waiting was not a waste of time. For God's great work, God has trained them. Let me say a personal thing. God will produce great leader using that 40 years of waiting time. And a lot of you are second generation Koreans. I believe that the leader will come out not from the Korean soil, from the immigrants. Not just people who make lots of money. Thinkers will come out. You have precious history of abuse. But that abuse will never be wasted. That will turn into passion to fight for justice and human rights. Third, David believed that our future and his future is in God's resolution, not his. He did not try to create future with his own power and wisdom. He trusted God and God's resolution. That trust is in David's bones. In every cell of his body, he had that trust. I am who I am by God's resolution, he believed. That's what St. Paul said. I am who I am by God's grace. Even when he fought Goliath, he had that trust. When we look at today's passage, we can see David's heart very well. This is what he said. Is not my house like this with God? For he has made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and secure. Will he not cause to prosper all my help and my desire? He believed that everything depended on God and his decision. The reason he didn't touch Saul and waited was because he believed that everything was, everything depended on God and his resolution. The country that is built by force will be destroyed by force. History tells us that. But the country that rules over people justly 
rules in the fear of God will be like the light of morning, like the sun rising on a cloudless morning, gleaming from the rain on the grassy land. Our life is the same. The life that is built by God's resolution will never be destroyed. Did you build your life? Or is your life built by God's resolution? When you believe that your life is built by God's resolution, you'll never be destroyed. You'll stand up again. Because God will never give you up. I pray that you have a sense that your life is built by God's decision. David, as a king, had made profound impact on the future of Israel. I pray that we also have that kind of world leaders. We lack leaders. How come the evil came out of shadow and freely tell whole world their existence? White supremacy. And the leader doesn't do much about it. We don't need that kind of leader. We need leaders who can name evil as evil. We should pray for the United States. They are the world leaders, most powerful nation. Their leadership is very much needed. This world needs their leadership. I hope that God may use that country to build God's righteousness and justice and restore that. Let us sing together. Before we sing together, let me recap three things that I said. First, David knew how to admit his own faults. Two, David knew how to wait. Three, David believed that his future is in God's resolution and not his.